Do you guys like collect stickers or am I the only one uh, trying to figure out how to decorate my podcast table here? And uh, I have like a horror blanket over top of it right now, uh, but I think I'm going to go the the beer sticker, horror sticker route. Uh, none of that is relevant to today's podcast, uh, today's episode. Um, but without further ado, here we go anyway. Thanks, Jack. Welcome back. As always, Little Hops of Horrors podcast. I'm John, your usual host, and probably going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Uh, <laughs> today we're doing Train to Busan. It's a South Korean horror film from 2016, uh, highly rated by basically every single person that watches it. Uh, and yet I think it's still somewhat of a hidden gem. I think there are a lot of horror fans out there that don't know about this. And I don't know if it's because they're afraid of, uh, you know, dipping into the to the foreign horror realm uh yes i emphasized all that because i didn't want to fuck it up um yeah i I don't know if that has something to do with it i was kind of off put by a lot of these uh initially because i just didn't know how how i would handle like you know uh subtitles and you know if i could follow along if it would have the same you know level of uh i guess effectiveness um you know that I guess tone is a lot, you know, as you know, in horror movies, you're watching the conjuring and you're not trying to focus on what's happening in the background and also trying to read what the hell's going on. So I think I was off put by that, uh, initially, but man, I'm glad I put this to the side and just jumped in because there are so many great foreign horror films that we're going to be covering here over the next year or two. Um, this is the first one. Um, and I can't recommend this enough. Um, it's a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Google users, you know, or whoever users, uh, also rank this coincidentally enough at 94%. So this is highly rated, man. Um, I give this a nine and a half out of 10 myself. The only reason it's not a 10 is because I just wish there was a little more gore, you know, like I wish they would show more. I think it's like barely over like a PG 13, you know, like it's not quite rated R, but it's not, you know, it's a little too much for, for PG 13. So anyway, uh, today we're doing, well, Train to Busan. And I figured I'd do some stouts today, right? So we're going to do uh, a stout from Foam up in Vermont. I believe that's where they're from. Oh, let me double check here. Uh, not that you guys really care. Yeah, Burlington, Vermont. I uh, wonder if they make coats up there too. Um, that's a dumb joke. <laughs> anyway, we're doing Odd Pets 122022A. Yes, that is actually the name of the beer. Uh, I did double check because I tried looking it up on Untapped, and there's, well, a bunch of Odd Pets, but it's a it's an American stout, 6.2%. Um, pretty drinkable right now, uh, sitting at 3.93 on Untapped. So that's a pretty solid rating. Like I said, anything around four, you give it a go. Uh, we're finishing, we're only doing two today um, with Mexican cake. Yes, the Mexican cake from Westbrook, West, Westbrook, <laughs> Westbrook Brewing. Yeah, Jesus Christ, these B and R's and E W's and all of this—that's that, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, just any time. And I choose to do it while I drink beer and do a podcast on it. So you know, who's the idiot here? Anyway, uh, thank you, Andrew, for hooking us up with this on his recent trip to Myrtle Beach. Um, I love that they, they do this in cans now. Uh, this was a find, 
I mean, if you've been in the beer game, you've probably heard of Westbrook and their, their Mexican cakes and they have all kinds of different styles, barrel ages and different barrels and all these crazy adjuncts and crazy styles, but it's a killer beer, um, sitting at 10 and a half percent. So it's a big boy, um, and 4.27 on untapped. And this is the base variant, right? This isn't any of the, you know, hopped, not hopped up ones, but you know, the, the ones that they, they pump even more adjuncts in or put in a barrel or whatever it is. So, uh, this is a solid, solid fucking beer and I'm very much looking forward to this. I'll never get tired of this beer. If this was available in Pittsburgh, I would drink it, uh, well, regularly. So without further ado, um, take a sip of this here foam. Dark beer was like, like a big draw for me, uh, for whatever reason. Um, and a friend of mine, when I, believe it or not, I wasn't always into beer. Uh, cause I didn't think I could drink beer in the summertime. So I would switch or was it winter time? I can't fucking remember one of the seasons I would switch. And this is how long ago that was. Uh, and I go to like, uh, captain and Coke or, you know, whatever dumb shit, you know, some kind of mixed drink like that. And I had a buddy of mine who, uh, he, he had some Guinness extra stout, right? Which is like a, it's a hearty fucking beer, man. If you haven't had it, it's like a, it's dark, it's bitter, it's thick, it's rich. Like it's a, it's an intense beer. If you are not into that stuff, it is going to be intimidating. But I remember we went in on a case together and, uh, basically like he almost bullied me into a kind of deal. And I was like, I'm not going to bitch out. We're going to go for it. (laughs) And, uh, that right there, I just, I kind of fell in love with like the roasty kind of chocolate coffee notes, like all that stuff. Um, and I kind of like the reaction. This is back before craft beer like really blew up. This is probably, man, over 10 years ago now, you know, 13 years ago when craft beer was like still kind of new. And to sit there with a dark beer, people were like, oh God, that's not Miller Lite. What are you drinking? Oh my God, I can't do that stuff. You know, nobody even knew what the hell an IPA was yet, you know? <laughs> well, the main, you know, your average, uh, average Joe didn't anyway. So, okay. Um, this beer is rather nice. Uh, 6'2", not going to fuck you up too much. Um, Hits all the notes, you know, nice and roasty and chocolatey and coffee, you know. That's a nice, easy drinker, but we're not going to get too carried away on that because I'm really saving myself for this uh, this Westbrook. Um, I'm really looking forward to this beer. Again, thank you, Andrew. Uh, he is easily my number one fan of this show. He tells me almost daily, like, dude, when's the next episode? I'm like, Andrew, you got to give me a minute, man. It's going to come out here on Monday. I told you. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, buddy. All right. Anyway, so we're doing uh, Train to Busan today. And um, yeah, this movie, again, it's do not be off put by by the I, I know I said this already, but like the subtitles in, in the foreign horror genre, like there are some great fucking movies out there. We're going to cover some French films. We're going to cover uh, Satan's Slaves, which I believe is Taiwanese, I think. Um it's 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 another Asian country, uh, Indonesian maybe. Um, hidden gem, low budget hidden gem, fantastic. Like I was blown away when I watched this movie. I think it's sitting at like ninety something percent also on Rotten Tomatoes, and the second one isn't uh, isn't too far behind. Actually, it might be highly rated higher anyway. So, but uh, yeah, man, I cannot you know check them out. You know, uh, I grew up like watching these uh, you know old school Godzilla movies you know, from the seventies and the dubs were terrible, right? Don't, don't do the dub, right? Do the subtitle, get the actor. Cause that, that, that whole, uh, the tone, the delivery, all that stuff doesn't always like come through, you know, um, 
like you don't feel it as well. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, when you when they have like an English guy, you know, and then the voices don't match up, which is kind of a funny thing. If you watch enough of these movies, you'll see what I mean. Like watch the regular and then watch it with dub. And it's just a guy's voice that just does not match like what the actor looks like. And I don't know the process they do behind all that stuff, but whatever. All right. Anyway, so the movie is basically about a zombie outbreak, right? How original uh, over in Korea. So just basically, uh, you know, same old story, but new environment. Um, we start out pretty early on. There's a, uh, you know, they kind of lead on it. There's a, there's an outbreak going on. There's like a guy trying to deliver something and he gets stopped at like a roadblock and there's like a deer that gets killed and, and then it jumps back up and it's a zombie and you know, whatever. So this movie moves pretty quickly, which is, is nice. We're going to move through this uh, review pretty quickly. Uh, also, um, you're introduced to a character. He's kind of like a deadbeat dad, like that, that, uh, cliche, like businessman, you know, all about his work, doesn't care about his kids, you know, uh, or kid, uh, uh, he has this little girl, she's adorable. And, um, it, it's her birthday. That's where the, the movie starts. And, um, he buys her a gift. Uh, it's like a Wii or like the new video game system or whatever. And she just doesn't want anything to do with it because he got her the exact same thing for either Christmas or the year before. Uh, so it just shows you like, he does not give a shit about this kid. He's just like, here's the most expensive thing I could find on the shelf. Love you. You know, <laughs> that whole thing. Um, so, you know, she's like, I just want to be with my mom. Can we go tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, whatever fucking kid this, you know, like again, there's not a lot of substance, not a lot of background going on here. Like you don't need a backstory. Uh, they just kind of throw you in. So we're about, you know, 10 minutes in, they get on the train, they start moving towards, uh, I don't know what their deck, their destination is. Uh, it's not Busan, uh, to begin with. So before you, you think that, um, and you can see like the, the platform, right. That like, there's, there's like, uh, escalators coming down and there's some kind of like commotion going on up there and some chick, she like falls down and she gets all, you know, she's not acting right. And she sneaks onto the train and right away you're like, shit, okay, well, here's the catalyst. Here we go. And, um, she's doing this weird, like, like contortion kind of like something's not right. She's not feeling good. And, uh, she goes nuts and the, uh, the, the, the deadbeat dad and his daughter are sitting in this chair, you know, in their seats or whatever, looking out the window and you could see something kind of started to happen, but they don't really show it too much. So you, the viewer know it's coming and I like how they kind of build this anticipation, like, fuck, like eventually it's all coming, right? Like eventually they're going to find out it's going to happen. They're going to be confronted because they're on this train, right? Are they going to be able to stop? Are they going to be able to get off? Are they going to be able to contain it? How bad is it going to get? You know, all these things go through your head and, uh, the rate and how, how quickly all of this happens is insane, is insane. Um, we're 15 minutes into this movie and the, the sick chick that gets on, um, she just attacks like the stewardess right in the middle of the aisle, like jumps on her back, rips her fucking neck off all this stuff. There's Louie. There's my, uh, my boisterous, uh, Yorkie. He's in his crate right next to me and he hears me talking. He wants to play. So, uh, pardon the, uh, cute Yorkie noises. <laughs> they come across the microphone. Um, she attacks the stewardess and, uh, the stewardess turns. I mean, these zombies, they're, they're turned into zombies so quickly. I mean, we're talking like 
sometimes like 10 seconds, sometimes 30 seconds. I guess it depends on dramatic effect, uh, which we'll see later in the movie. Um, but it does not take long at all for these people to turn. And then it just like rapidly, rapidly multiplies. And before you know it, like the entire train car is now a zombie. You know, well, not like the train car is not a zombified train car. The people inside are zombies. Um, and they start moving like so fucking quickly. Like, like, like it's, it's a great, okay. I have to let him out of his crate. Give me one second here. Okay. Sorry about that. But Hey, that's the fun of podcasting, right? Showbiz. That's how they do it in Hollywood. That's a time suck reference. I'm going to let him out again. Get out of here. Go. There. Goddamn dog. Ruin my, ruin my podcast, man. No, that's what's fun about all this, right? Because it's not perfect. It's not scripted. That's why we do it. So things are moving really fast on this train. Um, the zombies are turning. You don't really know what's going on, right? And like half the train doesn't know what's going on. That's what's kind of nice. But these fuckers move, right? These are like, these aren't the, the, the night of the walking dead or living dead. I got my fucking titles confused there. Um, you know, that was filmed and, you know, they're coming to catch you, Barbara. You know, that guy. <laughs> these guys are moving. Like, they're like Aaron Donald. They're D1 athletes. These motherfuckers are like, they swarm. That's kind of the only, like, I've never seen anything like that. It's, and, and I can't remember when, um, was that World War Z came out, but this was like a better version of what that wanted to be. And I don't know if this was any kind of inspiration or, like I said, I can't remember which one came out first, but Trainee Busan just nails it. These zombies are terrifying. They're so fast. They're relentless. Um, they're great. This is like the perfect embodiment of like what a zombie would be at its most terrifying. Like they just don't fucking give up, you know, uh, and they seem to be relatively smart. Um, but, you know, all right. So. Things keep going, things keep going, and uh, the you know this whole fucking train is starting to slowly become just zombies. But they start introducing new characters, and one in particular, my favorite, is this like big motherfucker, right? Like he's just like muscular, and he's got like his pregnant wife, and he's just kind of like a macho dude. And um, they find their way, like he's introduced briefly, and um, the zombies like keep making their way up the car, and everybody's like, oh fuck, and they keep you know trying to get away from them obviously and uh oh god he's killing me tonight in or out like i don't know what he wants to do here now he's going to chew on his bone you guys are going to hear that too 15 minutes of the podcast this is all we're going to deal with so uh give me a second i gotta finish this beer we gotta get to that mexican cake here um everybody's trying to take refuge and they're slowly introducing more and more characters. You know, we got the, we got the cool, you know, badass big dude. We got the deadbeat dad douchebag. We got some baseball players, you know, we got a little bit of everything. Um, but again, all of this happens so fast. There was a, uh, there was a scene, um, and, and quick side note, they, they find out when they're trying to get away from the zombies that you can just like, if they don't see you, they won't come through the glass or come through the door. Great. Now the dog is going to be chewing on his bone here for a second. Give me one minute here. We're going to try the pause button for the first time and see how that goes. I think we're back. 
<laughs> that might have been like a second for you, but that was like a solid 10 seconds for me. Anyway, the dog was doing stuff. He never does this. Normally, he just chills in his crate. I know you guys don't care, but it's just kind of, you know, we're, we're learning on the fly here. What can we do? What can we get away with? Anyway, um, just like they're learning on the fly in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Um, <laughs> I never really thought about, you know, all of this in depth, like in real time, you know, we, we all had to deal with, you know, COVID and everything and the fallout from that. And, you know, we were lucky enough to escape unscathed, you know, but I know not everybody was fortunate enough to do that. And, you know, some people are still dealing with, you know, the, the after effects and some people didn't make it at all, but you know, that was like a, it wasn't this, you know, like, like this kind of virus. And you, you see, you know, how quickly people can turn on each other, um, in an instant, you know, when, when it quickly becomes, it's like, it's me or you, it's going to be me all day. Like, I don't, I'm not helping you. Um, you see a lot of that in this movie. There's, there's a lot of like human aspect to this, like at its worst. Um, and also at its best, this, this, this movie captures that really well, I think. Um, and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, uh, man, they just do such a good job. There's a scene where the deadbeat dad's like trying to process everything that's going on. He just escaped, you know, fucking car with zombies trying to chase him and his daughter. He talks to his mom. He's like, Hey, what's going on? Do you hear anything? And she's like, ah, you know, whatever. And she turns like on the phone in real time. Like, I mean, could you imagine that? Like hearing your, your mother or your dad or your wife or husband or whatever, your loved one, friend, anything. You're just talking to them like, hey, dude, are you okay? Like, hey, mom, like whatever. And they're just like, yeah, I'm okay. And then they just slowly turn into a zombie. And then you get on the this fucking like mental like, you know, you just go down like a bad path. Like, well, if mom's like that or if like. You know, my buddy's like that or my brother's like that. Like who else is like that? Who's still okay? Are we the only ones? You know, and it at the same time, you're literally just trying to survive. You're literally like, okay, we're okay for right now, but how are we going to be in 10 minutes? You know, like I don't know why I this movie just sucked me into this scenario, but it did. Um, and then of course, you know, there there is a moment where <laughs> the government's trying to downplay how bad it is. They're like, we have everything under control. Don't you worry. Just go to these locations and everything will be fine. And, you know, they have the the prompter up and all this stuff and they have the backdrop and everything looks great and professional. But then like the movie shows like half the fucking city on fire and like explosions going on and all this stuff. So like, obviously, <laughs> you know, and that happens. Governments try to, you know, downplay the panic when everything is literally like fucking terrible. So we get to a part where, you know, they think that they're in a safe zone and that everything's okay. Um, and they're like, finally, we're going to get to this like sanctuary or whatever, the safe zone and everybody's going to be all right. Mistake. <laughs> all of the, uh, all of the army men and the policemen and, you know, the victims that were already there are all zombies and they get ambushed essentially. They're just fucking, you know, there for the taking. And a few people, you know, take off back. And this is where like the heroes, like the main characters, quote unquote, kind of, um, you know, arise. Uh, you got one of the baseball players that makes it. Uh, you got the deadbeat dad douchebag. And you have like my dude, the fucking muscular guy, right? He's like my favorite character. I don't know why. He's like kind of charismatic. And I think he lifts. 
So, you know, I always, I always have a soft spot for the big guys in the movies, you know, um, I don't really know why that is, but anyway, um, let's finish this beer and let's get on this Westbrook. Finally, we're about, you know, maybe like a third of the way through halfway through the movie. And we're 20 minutes into this fucking podcast already. My God. Ready? Everybody's favorite town. We had a little Louie interruption and we had some more Louie interruption. So I think we uh, earned a nice little sip of this beer here. Mexican cake. So it's got habanero peppers in it, right? And uh, if you guys haven't had a beer with pepper in it, uh, it literally burns. (laughs) Uh, I had one at a beer fest. Actually, it was the first beer fest I ever went to. And I was super excited to go to it. It was one in Pittsburgh that they did in like 2013 or something. And I was like, cool, man, they're going to have all these like high-end beers. It's going to be cool. And then you get there and it's like, this is the shit that's at the mixer's six section at like your grocery store. Like I can drink this for $12. Why the fuck did I pay $60 to come here? You know, <laughs> but they did have some cool stuff. And I had my first Cajun beer there. And that was the first time I felt my throat burn from fucking beer. So, but this has, um, it's like a mole stout. So if you guys are into cooking and all, it's like a chocolate and uh, like pepper sauce. It's like that kind of profile. Uh, but I think they put vanilla and cinnamon and stuff in here too. So here we go. Mm, man, that beer is so good. There's so much flavor there. And that heat, like, yeah, that beer is fucking fantastic. Andrew, thank you again for uh, for making your contribution to the uh to the podcast. If you would like to donate a beer to <laughs> the podcast and I will review it and drink it uh, on air and I will give you a shout out. Uh, let me know, hit me up on little house of horrors podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Gmail, uh, all that stuff. We're on everything. I love beer. Anyway. All right. Back to the movie. <laughs> so like I said, we're finally getting some characters, uh, you know, develop here like main characters. And, uh, it's, it's that, you know, in remember in zombie lane where they're talking about like, well, I don't hear, you know, that there's, there's any zombies on the East coast. And in the East coast, here's the same thing about the West coast. So there's all these rumors floating around about like Busan is the last place that's untouched. There's, that's a safe zone. Let's get there. And coincidentally enough, there's like a conductor and some dude that like owns a train company. I don't know. He's a douchebag. You want him like dead the entire time. And he dies, but not in a very satisfying way. Like they should have given us that, but they don't. Anyway, that's the end of the movie. So, you know, uh, the trains, you know, getting back on, you know, heading to Busan and uh, with or without people, right? Um, They're at that station. The conductor jumps back on and people are like trying to get out of that ambush. You know, it's getting a little crazy. So our heroes, the three guys, they get back on the train barely but they're at the other end and as soon as they get on the pregnant wife and the little girl are stuck in a bathroom and uh they're surrounded by zombies so they get a call and this is the best scene of the movie so if you guys like man this scene is awesome it's so cool uh they gear uh, they get a call from the uh from the girls in the in the bathroom and say hey we're in car you know 11 and the guys are in like car like 16 or whatever it is they're like a couple cars away and every car is just loaded with zombies and they don't really have weapons right so they have to like like one the kids got like a baseball bat and they scoop some gear from a you know police officer so basically they have to like hand-to-hand combat fight through like four fucking cars of zombies like what more could you want 
It's amazing. And they, you know, it's fucking great. So then they get, you know, a couple cars up and they have to, you know, there's too many of them. But they find out that they don't, they can't see in the light. So they have, they go from being like, you know, fist to fist, you know, beating the shit out of these things to like sneaking around them and trying to like get around. Them. It's just awesome. It's awesome. They finally get to the, uh, to the girls, uh, safely in the, uh, in the bathroom and they keep going to get up to the rest of the survivors in the front car and they don't want to let them in. Eventually they do. And, uh, they're quarantined immediately because they, uh, Again, the worst of humanity is is here. But but you know what would you do in this situation? You have a bunch of strangers that you don't know that just came from clearly like an, an infected car. And what would you do with them? Would you leave them with you, or would you like, hey, why don't you guys go hang out in that closet for like an hour and let's just see what happens? Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's looking out for number one, and you're in close quarters. Like you can't escape. It's different if you're in like an apartment building or something like your house. And you like lock your door so nobody can get in, but you're on a train next to somebody else and you can't, you know, there's nowhere to go. I don't know. Fucking that whole like claustrophobic aspect of it is kind of weird too. Um, ooh. Turns out that that was a, uh, that was kind of a, uh, kind of a blessing in disguise. There's a, uh, pardon me, one second. Let's try this pause again real quick. And anyway, oh no, failed to, great. It said failed to pause recording. So you guys might've just heard me clear my throat on air. Eh, whatever. Um, that's podcasting, baby. I just did double finger guns. If you guys know what that is, um, you can't see it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, We're getting to the scene. Well, I, I kind of passed over it because I jumped ahead of myself here. Um, on the way back to this this car of safety, um, the door gets jammed and, and they can't get it closed because the zombies are just over. There's wave after wave after wave. And they're, uh, I mean, they're brutal, man. They won't stop. They're relentless. Like I said, this is like the best, you know, embodiment. And that's the word I'm going to use again um, of zombies that I have seen in a movie in a long time. Like they're great. The way they contort their bodies, just like, how aggressive they are they they're they're they snap like it's hard to explain you get this movie's great just go watch it okay if you haven't already if not i hope you're enjoying the review right i never take that into consideration um <laughs> so pregnant dude not pregnant dude pregnant dude oh my god never mind uh big dude <laughs> right my buddy that i like so much um and the baseball player and deadbeat dad you know, they get the pregnant chick and his little girl and they're moving them up to the, you know, the safety of the, the non-contaminated car. And, uh, they can't get the door closed. Big dude sacrifices himself and, uh, says, take my wife, take care of her, take care of your girl. He's like, I'll hold them off as long as I can. And he does, you know, exactly that. And, you know, that has to be the way. Now, I wish I had like a sad version, like a, like a taps version, like a, I'm working on that, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that's, that's the kill of the week 
in a heroic fashion. That's not, you know, no, no, no. We're not, we're not happy about this death. You know, well, you know, he went out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Back to where I was originally. <laughs> they, uh, little all over the place here. Cause the, there's, there's a lot of zombies and it's late at night again. Cause you know, we had some stuff to do tonight, but I have to get this episode out for you guys. So I'm trying my best here. Um, They get to the quarantine uh, car where everybody's safe and they don't want them there. So they shove them in a different car, an even smaller car. And as luck would have it, one of the ladies that lost her friend to a zombie uh, goes and opens the door and just lets everybody die. <laughs> so the people that just condemn these, you know, these folks that just fought their way through four cars, right? You know, deadbeat dad, the pregnant lady, and uh, the baseball player, and the baseball player's girlfriend, and like daughter. There's like five people left. That's pretty much it. Everybody else is, you know, meaningless character. Um, yeah, they're they're safe now all of a sudden, and because uh, they're in quarantine, they're in one more car up, and the people that kicked them out of that car are now dead. Now they're zombies. Uh, so now there's even more. Uh, but just imagine getting that fucking far. Like, oh man, we just barely escaped this. And we barely escaped that. And some fucking senile old lady goes up and says, oh, Barbara, I miss you. I'm sorry you left me, my friend. I'm coming. And she opens the door and then you die. Like, it's fucking irritating. We're getting to the end of the movie here. But I'm going to take another sip of this delicious, delicious beer. I think they're North Carolina, um, this Westbrook. Uh, nope, South Carolina. Wrong again, idiot. Um, but I do know that they're pretty available at most. Like, they have pretty good distro down there. Um, I was able to find a bottle back in the day, uh, just chilling on the shelf for like eight or nine bucks. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take this all day long. Because uh, it's a great beer. I can't wait to finish the rest of this after I get off the podcast. Um we're getting to the end of the movie. Uh, the train comes to a stop so they can get the last one to Busan, right? There's just like a tiny little engine or whatever that goes. And all fucking hell breaks loose. Everything goes nuts. The zombies are, you know, in this little area. And uh, there's like an explosion and it starts sending all the fucking train cars everywhere. And it starts getting a little chaotic here. People are barely escaping and, you know, characters start dropping off one by one now. And um, kind of makes you, there, there's a scene where uh, the, the baseball player, uh, him and his girlfriend are trying to get away, and she gets bit. And uh, he ends up killing the zombie, but then, like, obviously his girlfriend is going to turn into a zombie. And, uh, again, I don't know why this movie in particular made me think of this, but, you know, what would you do in that situation? You know, your wife of 10 years, 5 years, your girlfriend of however many years, your your brother, your your parent, your fucking kid, whatever it is. They just got bit. They're going to turn into a zombie in probably less than a minute, you know, from what you've seen in the past, you know, five hours that this has all been happening. What do you do? Do, do you try to, hey, sorry, see you later, run? You know, or do you do you stay in by them? Do you, do you hang out? Do you enjoy those last few moments with them what do you do 
well, this guy just hung out and got his fucking throat ripped out. So maybe that's not the best, <laughs> the best idea. But yeah, man, this movie just, I don't know why it just pulled me in so hard on, you know, the human aspect and just how you would react in these situations. Maybe because it happened so fast and it just felt so real, you know, that, that might be, because it's not super dream. I don't know. It, it just felt like a very real horror movie, you know, like it could happen. So and there's there's Louie again. We're wrapping up here, bud. So just give me a couple more minutes. Um, we're getting to the end of the movie here. Um, the uh, the deadbeat dad, the pregnant lady, you know, big dude's wife and uh, and his daughter. They all jump on this train. Miraculously, they make it to the last train to Busan, right? And they fight off this like zombie fucking train. Like one zombie jumps on, and then. A bunch of them jump on and they form like a zombie train. And of course, all he has to do is kick off one hand and they, you know, a hundred zombies fall off, which is kind of funny. But anyway, um, so they're finally on their way to safety. So he makes his way up to the conductor's booth or whatever. And uh, he sees that douchebag from earlier in the movie, the uh, the executive, the owner of like the, the real line or whatever that was like, he was the dickhead the whole movie. And all he wanted to do is see this dude get his fucking throat ripped out and just, he's an asshole. But he's been turned um, and he attacks the dad and the dad trying to protect everybody ends up getting bitten. And again, it's, just, it's very sad. Um, it's, 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 it's sad. Uh, he gets rid of the deadbeat or not the deadbeat, the, the douchebag uh, owner guy. And um, he, hold on one second. Louis like never does this. Okay. Again, and I know this is like super random for you guys. Cause it probably went from like, he never hold on. And then me talking about something 10 minutes later, <laughs> he never does this. So this is, this is whole new territory for me. So again, sorry, thank you for hanging in there, but that's the fun of podcasting. Um, where the fuck was I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that the dad just threw the guy off the train and uh, he's, you know, he knows what's coming for him too. So he talks to the daughter, he talks to the pregnant lady, says, this is what you got to do. And he goes and falls off the train. He like kind of jumps, but it's, it's kind of just a fall. I don't know. Uh, but it's super sad and emotional that he, he, uh, he does it that way. And the train goes on and it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And eventually it gets to wherever it's going. And the, uh, the pregnant lady, and her new daughter <laughs> uh, walk through this tunnel and there's like, a, it's like fortified and there's like, you know, snipers and fucking barbed wire and all kinds of crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, they're, they're ordered to kill them until the little girl starts singing and then they're rescued. And so there's a little bit of a happy ending there, but I mean, just, it's hard to imagine like, Again, the human aspect of this movie of just like you made it through one day. Now Louis scratching himself. This is great. Um, <laughs> it's hard to imagine the, uh, you know, you made it through today, right? And then like, how do you process all of that? How do you move on? You know, you lost everybody you love in a day. Do you go on? Do you want to go on? Do you, what's the point? You know, there's, there's just a lot, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm thinking differently because I got a kiddo coming soon and all that stuff, but you know, 
deep movie, man. Nine and a half out of ten. Like I said, the only reason it's not a ten out of ten is because, you know, for being, I mean, the zombies are great. It's not like they don't sh- not show stuff. Um, it's just that I, a lot of it's like implied. It's like, it's like seventh grade, like necking, you know, where you're like trying to give your girlfriend like a hickey or like eighth grade, whenever the fuck you did that. I don't know. High school. I was a late bloomer, so I didn't do that until I was like thirty. Um, and but you get the you get the point that you know zombies mauling somebody else. But anyway, so that's that's train to Busan. Um, I gotta let this dog out. I don't know what's going on here, man. So we're gonna cut this short. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, he's okay. We gotta get going here. Um, <laughs> thank you guys again for for the support. Love it. Uh, this is fun. Uh, next week. Um, I don't know what we're going to do yet. I got to check the, uh, check, well, what's free on, uh, on all the streaming services and then compare that to what's on my list and then go from there. But, um, this was a little more mainstream with the horror, the horror fans. Um, but if you're into zombies, uh, and you haven't seen this man, you are missing out. Um, just, just go do it. So until next time, uh, cheers. <laughs>